Hey everybody, welcome to the Theomatic Podcast, the place that we are making good theology automatic. This is season two already. Thanks to everybody who joined us for season one. We're really excited for this season because we're going to be answering questions, your questions. Every episode is going to be a response and an answer to a question that somebody asked. And so we're so glad that you're with us. Every time that you leave a comment, rate, or subscribe, it helps get the word out for more people to join us. So make sure you do that on whatever platform you're listening on. And let's jump right into today's episode. All right, we got a good one. Yeah, we do. Yeah, you want to read today's episode comes from a question from the thematicpodcast.com. If you have a question, you can go there and ask it as well. This comes from our friend Luke, and he says this: What is your take on so many different denominations and their differences? Do you think it is separating the church? Most importantly, what does God say about denominations or what does God think about so many denominations? under the singular church. Mm. Wow. There's a lot of debate about this one. That's a great question, Luke. Mm-hmm. Lot. It's a pretty big question with a number of questions in it. So lots for us to talk about today, Daniel. Yeah. And um, for some people, this question is extremely relevant because they know what that is. Some people, maybe they don't have much experience with denominations. Yeah. but you should probably explain it yeah, a little why bit. Why don't you quickly tell us just let's just say that somebody doesn't even know what a denomination is what does that mean there's actually a lot of people i think that don't know what it is i was talking to someone just at dinner last night and they were like well the catholic church is just the same thing as like the lds church and the christian church i'm like oh they're pretty different okay (laughs) you know so um move back so yeah let's back up a little bit so so I w- so like money has multiple denominations, like a one, a five, and a 10, but it's all money. That's kind of what w- a good way to look at a denomination. So like there's um, within Protestant, which is like the denomination trunk or the branch that I would be in, I'm an evangelical, which means I lean a little bit m- more into the operation of the gifts. And so our denomination, we're all money, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we're all the same stuff. It's But we lean into these teachings as relevant, useful. We sort of major on these things. I uh-huh. guess it could be looked at like a major too, going to college and like I'm a science major, right? Um, we're in the same denomination, um, strictly speaking. So that's what a denomination is, is it's um, a way to divide the church up around doctrinal issues um, is probably the easiest way to understand it. Does that okay. seem fair? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll add a little. Yeah. For, add, add some. May, just history from my perspective. It also can be different governances, the way you govern the church mm-hmm. and things like that. Go ahead. Maybe you'll disagree with this, but uh, if, if you're going you just, back to Martin Luther. Yeah. If you just make <laughs> history like really... Um, uh, if you boil it down, yeah. If you boil it, it down, here, here's how it worked. Jesus starts his church, uh-huh. and for a thousand years, there's the church. Now, in that time, there definitely developed sort of a strand that would be called in the West and a strand in the East. But it was it was just one church, the Church of Jesus, or the Way, for the a, way. about a thousand yeah. years. And then in 1054 AD Mm -hmm. was this thing called the Great Schism, Mm -hmm. and that was the division of the East from the West. Orthodox, yeah. Yeah, so the Eastern Orthodox Church and then the Roman Catholic Church. That was the official divide in 1054. And we don't need to get into the reasons why, but there's about five reasons why, specific reasons. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then 
in the West, or the Roman Catholic Church, existed for about another 500 years or so and was the primary church in, you know, Christian church in the world. And then what happened in the time of the Reformation with Martin Luther, and I always tell my kids, not Martin Luther King Jr., that's a different mm-hmm. guy, but Martin Luther, who was a Catholic priest, said, hey, I don't think that we're doing everything right in all these regards. And he brings these the 95 issues. But if he wasn't it's trying- a lot of issues. <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> so on what we now we call the day Halloween, but on October 31st, yep. 1517, I mm-hmm. think, he brings a list of 95 things. Yeah, nails that, it. But what? It, but this is what's really important is he wasn't saying, hey, forget you guys. These are all these things you're doing wrong. I'm out of here. He was an insider. Yeah. He was a Catholic priest, and he was saying, friends, these 95 things mm-hmm. I think we together need to work on. Mm-hmm. Now, they disagreed with him. There was a couple meetings, and basically they cast him out of the they church. They booted him. They booted him. Yeah. And so what and took now you place- have Protestants. Yeah, so- Protests. So if you've ever heard of the, yeah, the word Protestant or Protestantism, it, it comes from that. It, it sort of started because he was kicked out of the Catholic church. So, and now here's, this is where it's just my perspective, you know, what the reality is, I don't know. I think that what took place at starting with the Re- Reformation and beyond is that people started to define themselves not only in terms of, hey, what what are we for and what do we believe and agree together? But then, then they started to think, what do I disagree with you about? Mm. And I'm going to define myself in that way. And so it wasn't, it went from being like, this is where we're together to, well, I disagree with you on that. So I'm going to start my own thing. Right. And so what happened with the Reformation is it started this splinter effect, this spiderweb effect. And now I think there's like 50,000 denominations. So many. Just under Christianity or Protestantism. Yeah. And a lot of times it's, 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 so it's a group of people. Well, you know, the Catholic church probably just looks at us like those punks with all their, you know, <laughs> one guy starts this like, that's how it starts. 95 problems. And now you got 10, 50,000 denominations. Yeah. And it happens today. It's like my church, I don't like the color of the carpet and the yeah. volume of the music. So I'm gonna go start my own thing. For sure. So generally speaking, a denomination is, is a organization or a group of people mm-hmm. that are rallied around some Mm-hmm. Specific doctrinal aspect. Yeah, some issue. doctrinal yeah. issue. So, so my son's middle name is Luther after Martin Luther. Uh, I don't know if you know that or not. So I, I'm, I'm I learned a, two things about your son this season. Yeah, there you go. That he was named after a specific verse in the book of Titus. Titus Luther. Yeah, Martin Luther. Yeah. So you're uh, so godly, dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> just not very creative. My my daughter's name is JC. But everyone's like, oh, is it Jesus Christ? And you're like, no, it's yeah. J A C I E. And we didn't <laughs> yeah. think about the whole Jesus Christ thing. You should thing back too. into it a little bit. Well, then my daughter's Scarlet Grace, like the blood of Jesus. There you go. You guys are so, so um, you guys are so godly. No, no, but Martin Luther is amazing. I mean, he translated the Bible in german you know i mean he he and he was incredible in the freedom he experienced and a lot of the stuff he was protesting against in the catholic church was things like indulgences the ability yeah. that you could just freely sin if you could pay off that sin which is clearly clearly not the heart of jesus that isn't the heart right nor not in the bible yeah nor in the bible <laughs> right all these extra biblical things so it was a it was a worthwhile stand to make absolutely right and so um 
Um, so let's talk about denominations. Uh, the question is, so, so now you got some setup here. We are today, 50,000 Christian denominations, just under Protestant. Um, and, um, um, are they godly? What does God say about them? Maybe I could are boil it down like this. Mm -hmm. You said, I think you just said he, he, he took a stand. Mm -hmm. So what if I, what if we boil it down like this? I think hopefully now everybody understands what a denomination is, but what if we, what if we boil it to, to this? At what point is it, at what point if you disagree with something, like in Luther's case, there, these things is like, dude, this is not in the Bible. Why are we doing this? Okay. So even in today's church or whatever, at what point is it like, hey, I disagree with this theology or doctrine. Yeah. Or prax practice. Yeah. At what point is it like, well, I, I just need to, we just need to stay together. Or is there ever a place where it's okay to say, if we're going to disagree to this de to X degree on something, we need to go separate ways? Great question. Which is essentially what a denomination is, but it's boiling it down to the, the bigger, more yeah. important question. Because it's not really about denominations. It's what is the point in which everybody who follows Jesus needs to yeah. be on the same page? And what is the point, if there's a point, yeah. where it's okay to kind of have different views yeah, and, for and sure. be separate? Great question. So um, this is, for some people watching this, this is going to be an unsatisfying episode because there is not going to be a hard and fast on this one. I my, That's my prediction. Well, maybe I think there is. <laughs> there might be. <laughs> I'm starting my own We church. have differences on <laughs> this. We're starting our own freaking podcast, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it's like... <laughs> <laughs> but um so so here's my belief from the heart of God. Like this is what I think God's heart is. I think God wants us to be as united as we possibly can be. And I've always uh stolen that uh statement where it's like in the essentials we should have unity and in the non-essentials we sh we can have liberty. Yeah. Augustine. Um, Augusta. Yeah. And love, so, love above all. Love above all. Yeah. yeah above all that love and respect for each other. Literally this concept that this person has this question about is one of the reasons we started the podcast because Craig and I, uh, don't always agree. And, um, but I, Craig is a person that I really, really respect. And I, I see the fruit in your life. I know you love the Lord and you're just figuring out, like, I'm just trying to figure it out. And we're, and, and realistically, there might be truths that you have a deeper revelation or understanding. And I haven't been, you know, given to know those things yet or experienced those things. So, so, um, there are verses. So let's just get into some scripture really quick. Um, I, I'm going to cherry pick this is like the worst way to do a lot of this. this is a little out of context, but it is about what it's about. It's about the heart here, right? Okay. I appeal to you. This is from first Corinthians one ten in the ESV. I appeal to you brothers by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. Okay. You'd really need to read the whole chapter. The Corinthian church is pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's talking to one church and there's a lot of backbiting and divisions within them. And I want, read that because I think it's God's heart that we all be in one accord as much as possible. But this verse does not say you cannot have a denomination. A division is different than a denomination. It's literally like what you were leading into when I think where you could possibly draw a line of like, maybe this isn't healthy, is when denominations start out of their disagreement rather than hmm. their pursuit for something in the word that's peculiar or particular to them that God is calling out. Example, 
Um, I don't think my Baptist brothers and sisters are sinful because they don't participate in the gifts of the spirit the way that we do. Um, like, like I'm good with them. I understand that's their expression. My honest hope for them, because I get so much joy out of the gifts. I'm like, dude, I want that for you, mm -hmm. but like, we're good. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Am I expressing it okay? Are you saying that? Oh no, here we go. No, 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 no. <laughs> Are you saying that you, it, so your example, Baptist, you would say, I don't have a division with Baptists, Correct. but maybe a disagreement or a different focus, different understanding, but we're yeah. not divided. We're not divided, okay. no. Yeah, okay, I would enough. stand arm in arm with them, and be like, hey, I don't agree with everything, um, but yeah. Yeah, okay. Did you have any other verses you wanted to read? No, I want to hear your take on you see like you you talk to me about do you think it's okay to have denominationalism and what's the exact question? I want to make sure we yeah. honor the question. Yeah, it's a long question, so let me repeat. Yeah. What is your take on the many different denominations and their differences? And do you think it is separate in the church? Most importantly, what does God say about denominations or what does God yeah. think about so many? I'm gonna that? say my statements, then I wanna ping pong. My statements are um, I think God wants us to be in unity as much as possible. I think there are certain types of denominations that become divisions and those mess up the church. But I actually see denominationalism as a little bit like, oh, I'm the face and you're the fist and I'm the hand and you're the foot. It's okay that there are differences and geographies should be different. Like what works here in the United States or what should work here isn't going to work maybe in Antarctica or wherever. So I like the hyper locality of the church and all the possibilities to speak to those people groups for that moment. So, so okay. I, I actually see use in it. So I don't think it, it divides it necessarily speaking. Okay. So, you know, this is the thematic podcast and we're thinking, okay, what's my theology on any subject that comes my way in this case, question of denomination. So I start thinking first, okay, what, what, what does it seem to me is most important? I, I've always been greatly affected by John 17, mm -hmm. which I'd like to read because I don't know of any other place in the Bible where Jesus says exactly how the world's going to know basically what we're trying to help the world know. Yeah. And so listen to this. Um, this is the context of this is it's Jesus's longest recorded prayer that we have the whole chapters of prayer. And he starts by praying for his disciples and then He's praying for everybody that will believe. So that's mm. that's all of us, if you're a believer, okay? So Jesus says this, I do not ask for these only, talking about the disciples, but all of those who will believe in me through their word. So that's all of us. That they may be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us. So that, so here's the outcome, mm -hmm. so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you've given me, I've given to them, that they may become one, even as we are one. I and them, and you and me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world, here's the outcome again, mm -hmm. so that the world may know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. And it goes on. But so here's the point. Mm -hmm. Jesus is saying he wants something to happen in order that the world would know, number one, who he is and that God loves them. Mm, yeah. So I would say every church, every every believer out there if you boil down like what are we trying to convince the world of aside from all the things we're trying to convince the world that jesus is from god and that god loves them yeah okay? that's true so we're all no, trying to do no that debate yeah yeah and then jesus tells us directly how that's going to happen mm -hmm. when we are unified and or we're one mm -hmm. and so i would say 
if you're, you know, answering this question theologically, number one, this is what he's saying we need is unity. Mm-hmm. I look at a world that's divided and dividing more. Mm-hmm. So I want to start from that place of saying, if if a denomination is feeding division, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. It's it doesn't seem to me that it's biblical or, or of God. Right. So is is there ever a case that I think it's fine to have denominations that aren't dividing? I think that you and I probably agree with each other. I view it kind of like the I thought tribe. you were set. I thought you were setting me up to disagree. <laughs> you know, I want to sometime on this podcast. <laughs> I just want to disagree so hard with you. <laughs> Uh, I I kind of always view it like the tribes of Israel. Mm. Like, we're Israel, mm-hmm. one family. Yeah. But twelve tribes, and they were distinct. You even talked about geography. They had different geographical locations. Yeah. They had their names meant different things, yeah. and so they had different. And there was an identity with that. Yeah, there's an identity. Yeah, yeah. So, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't think that there's one answer. Like either they're really, really good, they're the best, or yeah. they're all terrible. I think I think they serve really, a purpose. I think you really need to identify what it is, that, which one you're in, and is it healthy or is it not healthy? So, well, I, I think for you and I, I would say we we try our best. And I know my church, our church locally here, like in our church weekend church services, you start you start by praying. We start by praying for, for other churches. Church. I almost, love that. Yeah, yeah, almost every gathering because we recognize the power of John 17. And so we're trying to be for so much to say I love this. our brothers and sisters <laughs> even though I don't fully agree with everything that the mm-hmm. Calvinists or the reformed church believes, but there's if if I believe that they're in Christ, I would say number 1, we're together in what we do believe, Come which on. is Jesus is king, yeah. right? And and maybe we disagree on a what would be called a peripheral or a secondary issue. Okay, so you've set me up perfectly. Thank you so much. I'm going to agree with you so hard. (laughs) You're going to love it. So I think, I don't think denominations are God's plan per se. Okay, yep. It's not like he's like, I'd love a hundred fractured, you know, misunderstandings and little camps built around those misunderstandings. What I think is his heart or his plan is unity. Yep. But love can be seen when we have differences and we choose love despite those differences. Okay. So the function that a denomination can play within the big C church, all these little C churches that disagree, when we still can demonstrate to the world honor, love, respect, deference, kindness, goodness, gentleness, we have an opportunity to take a fractured fabric and really make it something useful and strong and, and, um, demonstrative to the outside world that it's a good thing. So, um, that's how I'm, I'm viewing it. Um, I'm learning a ton right now in my life as I move different States and I go find other Christian brothers and sisters that are not from the Northwest where I'm from, where people are, you know, there's a thing, people in the South are different than people in the Northwest big time. Yeah. The Bible Belt. The Bible Belt. It's fully different. Yeah. And um, it's so cool to get around a, a, um, a dinner table with some folks like that and see all the things we have in common. But then you hit a few things like like speaking in tongues or, or, or um, you know, what you feel on the LGBTQA community and just different sentiments and, and things that are not really the majors. And, but yet for the, some of these groups, it is the primary thing. 
So it, it's or how about the last eighteen months in America and masks, how no politics says oh, yeah. Let's just let's just you and I have table. been around some dinner tables. Holy smokes! Where literally like in the same di- room, yeah. yeah. Where where we're like okay, we know we love everybody around this table, <laughs> but because we... there's some friends that. It, your friends, but like this is like a table that like we've known each other a long time, and we uh, incredible. Every all person is real incredible, friend. yeah, like and they're real all friends. smart, yeah. And then we're having these very hard discussions where we yeah. are not agreeing with each other on political issues. Yes, but how do we how do we leave those meetings? Yeah, we know that number one, we're united in Christ, and we're brothers and sisters, and we're mm. not going to let a political or a far lesser issue. Yeah, though we disagree, we're not going to let it divide us. Yeah, from from our family. I could see in the last 18 months denominations being spun off regarding this issue. And to me, I'm just going to say it boldly. I would think that would be a sin. Mm -hmm. Like, like, you know, that isn't, that isn't what I think a healthy denomination would be. That is born of division or disagreement. Um, that would be and I, I can, I could see that happening. I hope it doesn't. Um, but, uh, we're, we're sitting in a church. I was, I was talking recently to, um, a pastor here in the city. They're saying they just lost like two of their elders that left and started a home church over that very issue. Really? And, um, they'd been together for many, many years and maybe there was more to it. And I only heard one side of it, but, but there does seem to be some prevailing winds of division, um, over these issues and we got to get over them. We got to get over them big time and in a hurry. And, but, but it does like, can, I mean, let's get into it here a little bit. Like you're a pastor of a church. That church is a large congregation, um, that, um, there's multiple pastors in that church. You have to have a unified front and make some decisions on how we're going to handle this regulation. I'm going to call it regulation on purpose. Cause it isn't a law. It wasn't ratified. What? Uh, a mask mandate. Let's just take that. Like okay. you have to make these decisions. I'm not here to debate masks yeah. or their effectiveness. <laughs> That's not, but if we are given something as a church from the government, political, a regulation that we have to observe one of it, it that's dividing like the mass mandates. One of the things that I said to a lot of people, whether or not I'm pro mask or anti mask, I used the scripture where Jesus is talk, talking to the Jews when the Romans could force him to carry a burden one kilometer or one mile, where he says, go an extra mile. Not only do what they ask you to do or what they forced on you, show them your character, your chutzpah, your power, your strength. Take your freedom back by walking another one. Mm-hmm. And th- when you walk an extra mile carrying someone else's burden, it's like you're in charge now. Like they're going to listen to what you want to talk about. And I love that part about Jesus mm. is like what you would expect him to say. He ne- almost, you know, the yeah. Jews are like, let's shake off this Roman oppression. Jesus, like get our backs. He's like, how about you carrying an extra mile? It's like, what? Mm. You know, so there's, 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 I mean, I'm going on a rabbit hole rabbit <laughs> trail for sure. It's just the whole thing gets me fired up. But the point is Jesus cares so much more about the heavenly outcome than the earthly conditions. Hmm. And like, if we can build unity around the heavenly outcome, like the gates of hell can't prevail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And earlier you said, I think that, you know, division and all that is really happening right now and more and more. And I would submit that there's a reason for that hmm. because hell knows what Jesus said. The devil knows whatever you label you on is that Jesus said that unity is one of the most powerful mm-hmm. 
tools to build the kingdom and yeah. to show people who God is and, and that God loves them. Mm-hmm. And so why wouldn't he be trying to use division? Because unity is opposed to his plan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Sorry, I got fired up there, but. Yeah, no, it's, it's okay. <laughs> they, I mean, there's, there's, you know, masks or whatever. Those are practical or you could say political or, you know, law things that have come into the church that can divide people, but there's also theological issues that divide people and everything in between. Yeah. In Paul's time, it was circumcision and uncircumcision. Totally. Like that was a big thing. Or, you know, what foods you're going to eat or you're allowed to eat or not eat or what specific days are you going to observe or not? Yeah. And in both of the, the, well, so let's take just quickly food and circumcision. So the food sacrificed to idols, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Paul looks at the people that are free in their grace to eat the food. And he's like, don't do it. Don't do it in front of them out of love because love is more important than your freedom. Don't let mm-hmm. your freedoms condemn you. And he looks at the other group and he's like, grow up basically don't judge your brothers. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at them and says, don't cause them to judge. He holds both sides right. accountable. That's unity in the circumcision issue. He makes it about the heart. He's like, it's you're saying this, you're saying this It's about the circumcision. He makes it about the bigger issue. Right. Right. And that's what we need to do with all of these things, whether we agree or disagree, we are all in the same family. We better start acting like it. Right. Right. So we better give our final thoughts here. Yeah. Sorry. I went off so hard. My fault. My (laughs) fault. Um, So denominations or let's say final thoughts on divisions or healthy differences in the church. mm -hmm. Where do you land? And what would you say God's heart is and application for some? Yeah, I'll go as fast as I can. Divisions, I'm not okay with. Denominations, functionally, I can be okay with. People, birds of a feather flock together. Like, um, there are people that, like, I'm okay with rock music in church, dude. I love a good worship sesh. There are some people that they're very uncomfortable. It's too mm-hmm. loud. They feel like it's ir- irreverent. That's okay. Go to a go to a body of believers that value those same things. Those are denominations to me. You can major on some of those things. Um, so I'm okay with that. And I actually think they serve a use personally okay um and the last part of his question was what does god say about it what's our take on it and then um is it causing division right so what i'm saying is i don't think denominations in and of themselves cause a true division i think a true division is when we focus on what we disagree rather than what we agree which is how you said it okay um yeah and i i guess my final thoughts would be again i think that john 17 lays out the fact that unity is at the top of God's mind and what he wants mm-hmm. for us. And so we should be thinking about how we can be united, especially in this day and age when there's so much division. Let's fight for unity. Let's mm-hmm. be for one another. And I think a great place to end would be exactly what you said earlier. St. Augustine said, Lib- uh, unity in the essentials, liberty in the non-essential, or freedom or grace with each other in the non-essentials yeah. and love above all yeah so and the three fight pra- for that. three practical things um heart of the city the church that we met you know like became friends at they do it really well they pray for other churches at the beginning of every uh saturday service and so i would encourage you to pray 
for people that are not in your denomination. Pray for those churches. In, if you're in the same community, you're on the same team for sure. Pray mm -hmm. for those churches. Number two, find ways to work together. We had a conference yep. in Olympia, Washington. When I was a youth pastor, we called it Repossess, and it was all about repossessing the city. And it was like we were hanging out with the Catholic Church, man. It was awesome because we can all get behind praying for our city, feeding the hungry, and helping uh, um, the widows and orphans. Let's get behind those things, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So pray for them, find ways to serve with them mm -hmm. and, um, um, do good for them. So yeah. that's, that's what I, those are three practical ways that it won't, that we can allow denominationalism to not become division. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today. Hope that helps you guys and we'll see you next episode. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode today. We're so glad that you're with us. If this episode spoke to you, make sure you share it with a friend. And every time you leave a comment, subscribe and share. It helps get the word out. We're so glad that you're with us on this journey, and we'll see you next time.